God said that your children are going to be saved. I don't care what drug has gripped its hand over them. I don't care what vice of this world is holding them. The blood is greater than the vice. And if God said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your house shall be saved, then I fully expect to come back to this house and see you worshiping and praising God with your children standing right next to you. You either pull down strongholds or they pull you down. You either cast down imaginations of the enemy or they cast you down. You either bring every thought captive obedient to the word or those thoughts will bring you captive obedient to darkness. So the weapons that we have are not carnal, but they are mighty. I got news for you. We're coming into a move of the Spirit that the half has not yet been told. We have been so complacent to think that we've been there, seen that, and done it. Our eyes haven't seen it yet. Our ears haven't heard it yet. Neither have entered into our hearts, but I got a word for you. The camels are coming. The light has come. The Gentiles are coming. The sons are coming. The daughters are coming. They're coming. They're gathering, and our hearts are going to swell with joy. We're going to overflow with the radiance of the glory of God. It's not going to be like it was. It's going to be greater than anything the earth has ever seen. Good evening, church family of faith. How is everybody doing? It's so wonderful to see all of you here in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord, isn't there? Welcome. Uh, we have a wonderful prayer team that will be distributing prayer cards, and they're going to come around, so if you need one, grab one. Um, pray for those around you. Pray for people uh, you know. 
lift them up in prayer, uh, write their names down on this card, and they will be prayed for. Um, if you're a first-time guest, in the pew in front of you, the back of the pew in front of you, there's a card, a connect card for guests. You can fill it out old school by getting out your pen, or you can scan the QR code on your phone and fill it out electronically. Um, we are collecting tissues for local schools right outside the doors. You probably came through here. Um, so we encourage you to bring in some tissues. I, I like puffs, um, you know. Puffs, puffs Plus, yes. I, I'm partial to them. And that's an inside joke, but I'm partial to them. But you can bring in tissues, too, if you want. Um, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. is a time of prayer. And if you haven't been to one of those, please come. It's, it's an amazing experience. Um, we line up the prayer cards, and there's music playing. Uh, and it's just a wonderful time to pray for people you don't even know, to lift them up in prayer, because... We know here at Only Believe we pray first, and we know there's power in prayer. So come join us at 8 a.m. It's, it's 8 to 9 Saturday morning. So you get in, and you pray, and you get blessed, and you bless others, and you get to go home. Uh, and small group signups are live on the app or the website, onlybelieve.church, or you can sign up at the Welcome Center right up there. Um, oh, yeah. I want to encourage you with something tonight, if I may. Uh, Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and in Luke uh, 24, 49, he said something that we should all just thank God for. He said to his disciples, behold, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, the Holy Spirit, the promise of my Father upon you. And he said, but Terry, and I love the word Terry, so I looked it up, and it's, it means wait, and wait peacefully and calmly and, and gently, and just wait. Uh, Terry in the city of Jerusalem, and you will be endued with power from on high, the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're coming up on Pentecost, and Pastor Nicole, and Randy and others have been preaching on the Holy Spirit. And what I love is it said, you'll be endued with power. And the word endued means you will be given power. You will have power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So if you need anything to thank God for, that scripture is something to thank God for. I thank God for many things, but that scripture to me is, is amazing. So stand to your feet. Tonight we're going to worship. And I just uh, pray that the Lord would, uh, would just send his spirit that lives within us and we'd all be in unity. And that, Father, you would bless all those here, that you would give them peace, that you would heal them, that you would touch them in a supernatural way tonight, Father, and that you would just show up in a greater way than you ever have. We love you, Father. We praise you. We give you all the glory. We just com commend our lives to you tonight, Father, in our hearts and our minds. And we ask you to do with us what you will, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank God that you sent your son.
into the night Haunting a place to hide this weird soul This bag of bones And I try with all my might But I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting A vagabond Just when I ran out the road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because he
us out tonight. Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, oh, get up out of that grave. Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, oh, get up out of that grave. Oh, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. the Savior, because He healed my heart, changed my name, forever free I'm. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because He healed my heart, He changed my name, forever free I'm. Sing that again. He healed my heart. He changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior, I thank God.
Your 
share this real quick. Uh, uh, I really thank God for like uh, Ashley and Andrew. I think those guys are invaluable to this church. We ought to give them a hand phrase. I'm praying for an Ashley and an Andrew for my church. Uh, I was sitting back there talking and it was getting close to getting up here and I, I just felt like the Holy Ghost was saying, Ashley is going to call you, you know? <laughs> and I come up to the front and she's pulling her phone out, like, get up there. Um, tithes and offering, yeah, that's what I'm up here to talk about. <laughs> uh, the Bible says in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 27, it, they can put it on the screen if they want, but I'm, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, uh, uh, that God made mankind, he made humans to be uh, like him, to, to, that we were made in his image, okay? So that's what the Bible says. We were made in his image. And then if you go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and I know these are scriptures that you, all, that you guys all know, but it says, in essence, if you, if anyone is in Christ, meaning grafted in, meaning joined to him by faith, you know, as our Savior, it means that you are a new person, that you are renewed by the Holy Spirit. And it's saying that old things, old behaviors, old uh, mentalities and morals and uh, spiritual conditions, all those things are gone. And behold, there's something new, like a spiritual awakening that brings new life. Okay, so I'm made in his image. I'm supposed to be like him. Can we say amen to that? And then I become this new creature. I become something that didn't exist before. And then, and then if you go to Galatians 2.20, it talks about that Jesus, the, the Christ, he died 
on behalf of us. And so now because of that death, the life that we live, we don't live it according to what we think, how we feel, or what the world says, but we live it according to what Jesus says. Can we say amen to that? Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. You're like, I thought he was talking about tithing. I, I am. I'm, I'm going I'm to get there. But, but understand that this life in this body that we live, it's, it's a lifestyle that is based on trust and obedience in Jesus Christ. Okay, so then I got to, I was reading 1 John 3.17. And it was saying, it was saying that, that, that when another believer has trouble, we need to be kind to that person. And if we have what's needed, then we should help that person. So I'm going somewhere. So we're made in his image. We're made in his likeness. And then we've been given the power to be something new. So we're not governed or controlled by what we were, what we used to be, and how we used to think. So now this life that I live, I live according to the word. And he says, Jesus says, now listen, if you have it in you to meet the need of somebody else, you should do it. And if you don't, how can the love of God live on the inside of you? So when I got to reading that, I said, you know what? That reminds me of the topic that's going to be preached tonight, identity. See, I understand my identity more so than I ever have. I'm made in his image, so I'm supposed to be like him. So if I'm going to be like him, he says that, you know what, if you can meet the need, if you have it to give, you should give. So my identity tells me that I'm a giver. It's that simple. I'm a giver. But when I know what I am, identity, somebody say identity. Now I know what I'm not. I'm not a thief. I'm not a robber. I'm not stingy. So then when the Bible says in Malachi that, you know what, how does a man rob God? By not giving, and specifically not giving tithes and offerings. So based on my identity, I know under any circumstances whatsoever, I'm a giver. Gerald, you're a man all day long. Okay. And you're white all day long, no matter what the conditions are. You know, that's what you are. You know, she said he's tan, you know. <laughs> so you're a tan white guy, you know. But, you know, that's what you are. We're men. I'm a black. I, it doesn't matter my conditions. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. I am still this young. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm still this young black guy, okay? And that doesn't change regardless of whatever conditions I come up against. Can we say amen to that? So guess what? I'm a tither. And that doesn't change no matter what conditions I come up against. Can we say amen to that? 
Doesn't matter if tithing is popular or not. Doesn't matter if somebody gets on national TV and say, you don't have to be a tither. The Bible has already told me what I am. So today, I want you to feel encouraged. You are a giver. Somebody say, I'm a giver. Say, I'm a tither. That's just who you are. It's that, it's that simple. So today, as we give, know that you are a giver. Know that you are a tither. And there are blessings to givers and tithers. Can we say amen to that? So then also know that those blessings are yours to have. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. Let's pray over your giving. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now that I'm in this family, this household of faith-believing givers, tithers. I just thank you, Father, that there's a mighty move stirring up in this place. And I thank you, Father, as people give today. And for some, it might be a, a struggle. But as they give, I thank you that the windows of heaven are opening up above them and pouring out a blessing that they don't have room enough to receive. And I just thank you for being faithful to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come bring your offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. family. It's good to be in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday. Everyone knows how I feel about Wednesday. It's the get up and get over day, right? If you can get through Wednesday, the weekend's coming. That's what I say, amen. Well, uh, Pastor Dosik's doing well again. Every time I get up, I'm going to give you updates. Um, he has began rehabilitation. He is extremely exhausted after rehabilitation, which means it's working. Or it wouldn't, if he were, they weren't working him hard enough, he wouldn't be tired. And then he wouldn't be getting better, right? So he's doing really well. He actually got out of the house, came to us in Lima for Memorial Day. And uh, was just his chipper self and uh, enjoyed himself some Memorial Day food. And uh, just being with family was good, right? Being with family not in a sick state. Amen. And being touched by God. So we're just waiting for God to complete the work. And uh, trust me, when he is strong, rested, and 100% restored, he is going to be back in this pulpit. And uh, there's a big gate with a lock right now, and we've put blinders on his eyes so he doesn't know what day it is. He, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because that's how hard it is to keep this man down. So I just want to know, he wants to be back with his church, and uh, he's excited um, about what God is doing, though. He, and he's willing to take the time to rest, and that's huge. Okay, so before we get started tonight, we're going to continue on identity. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we've gathered here tonight, Lord, to hear your word. Father, as we divide it tonight, Father God, and it hits into our spirit and falls upon the ground of our heart. 
I just ask you, Lord, that it would fall upon good soil. Father, that we prepare our hearts right now to hear what the word of the Lord is saying. God, that the enemy would not come and steal it, that it would not fall amongst thorns, but God, that it would rest upon our heart tonight, Father, and that the Holy Spirit could take it and begin to wield it and begin to work in our hearts and our minds and our lives to bring true transformation. God, that it would not go forth and return void. Father, you said your word goes out to accomplish what it should in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We receive it. So I want to tell you that you are a church and a people who knows who you are in Christ. And I'm telling you this because I've watched you fight a fight of faith over the last three or four weeks for your pastor that just literally blew my mind that a church could unite so strongly for a God-given purpose and not be moved by the evidence that they saw. A church and a people that could do that must know who they are in Christ and know whose they are. Because if not, we would be lost and confused within our identity, wondering what should we be standing for? Who should we be praying for? Do we really have power? So tonight, say this with me. We are the church. We know who and whose we are. Identity has been our series um, over the last three or four weeks, and it's going to continue on until our small groups start. And I was actually talking to some um, members out in the foyer um, this evening, and they were like, well, do we have to stop? For those of us that aren't going on to small groups, we'd really like to get deep. I feel like we're really just starting to identify the things that fight for our identity and acknowledging that those are not where we should be, but then we have to recap on what we should be, what we can be, what we are meant to be, which is where Pastor Rick was going tonight. By the way, I was just about ready to let him just start preaching. Um, But Pastor Randy last week said something that I had never heard before, put his way. He said, there's the four B's and all of these fight for our identity. Beauty, brains, bucks, and brawn. People look to be smart. They look to be knowledgeable, beautiful, or handsome, strong, meaning they're the provider, we know what's best, and then money. These were four areas that often fight for the identity of the believer. And there are so many things that we go through in this life, and I want you to remember that every struggle that life brings to you and I tries to re-identify our identity. Everything. Let's look at the marriage. First, they're lovebirds, they're newly married, and then a baby comes along. Oh no, guess whose clothes aren't getting laid out anymore? The husband's clothes are not getting laid out because now the wife is laying out the baby clothes, right? Guess who's getting to take a shower with, with, with mom? The baby, because it's easier to shower the baby while you're in the shower and soap it up and hand it out to your husband after you've rinsed it. There's, these are things that happen in life. And then we talk about the kids growing up, moving out of home. Now we went from our life was just you and I, and then we based it about our children, and now our children are gone, so now what? What do we do? Oh, I know, I get to lay your clothes out again. I get to take care of you, because that's what I did before. What about 
life just went wrong and maybe now you're not married, but you're a divorcee. And now you're known as so-and-so's ex. They don't even call you by your first name anymore. Oh, you're so-and-so's ex. See, all of this is meant to re-identify us. So we must realize that in seasons of our life, when change comes, it could be a new job. It could be where you live. All these different types of things. I know when we moved, all of a sudden, all these letters started coming from the country club. We want you to join. We don't live by the country club. We can see the country club with binoculars, but we don't live on the country club. But they thought that people that could see the country club must want to live there. No, I, I, I don't want to come, and I'm not paying $30,000 a year to be a part of your country club. But they thought that because we moved to the area, we must have moved to be close to the country club. That was not my identity. I didn't want to rub elbows with people that played on the country club. I don't even like golf. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, my boys do. They would have loved to have had a membership over there, but we never got one. But I want to talk to you that that's what life's ups and downs does. Pastor Rainey mentioned on Wednesday last week, I thought this was huge. When sickness tries to come to someone's life, and it's not immediately